Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the Belonging Podcast, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self. And it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey for engaging more deeply with your life. I provide stories from my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means the world to me. I'm Becca Piastrelli, and this is Belonging, where we explore what it means to belong to the earth, to yourself, to your ancestors, and to community. Okay, this episode is one that I know a lot of you have been waiting for, and it took us a little bit of time because winter hibernation happened, but I have got an interview with Kit Murray Maloney of Kitara Vaginal Steaming Saunas. And so I put out a little thing, (laughs) an Instagram story, showing a practice I do every month, every month which is steaming my yoni. Yoni being the Sanskrit word for all the parts of what in the Western culture we call a vagina. And it's a practice I've been doing for a good couple of years now, pretty regularly. And you may be wondering why. And stay tuned because Kit talks about all the reasons why you would want to steam and all the times that you shouldn't. I've used steaming to feel a deeper connection to my sexuality. I've done it to work on the health of my moon cycle, getting it to an optimal time. I've worked on it for fertility and I just love it now. I do it with the moon and I do it with my cycle and it's a really powerful practice. So I put on Instagram stories and I got a lot of like, what, what are you doing? A little bit of like judgment, but mostly like, tell me more. So I brought Kit on to really share not just the practical, like who, what, why, when, where of Yoni vaginal steaming, but to talk about the origins, the origins of the steaming practice, to talk about the origin of the term vagina, the origins of gynecology, the lost ways of our ancestors. And really this idea that when we reclaim this ancient practice, we reclaim our connection to this part of our bodies that 
the system for thousands of years has tried to separate us from. Because whether, whatever, however you identify your yoni, your womb, that part of your body is really a source of power and connection. And so many of us, me included, have had a life where we've felt afraid of it or confused by it or annoyed by it, maybe even hated it. You know, think about relationship to when you got your period. Think about those times when, you know, your bleed frustrates you or feelings around sexuality or trauma. And so Kit is really on this mission to reconnect us to that part of ourselves as a form, as a radical act as a method of feminism, as a method of reclaiming our health. And so we talk about all of that. And then she answers all my questions. I should tell you that Kit also is the creator and maker of these gorgeous seeming saunas made out in Maine. And we'll be talking about that as well, because maybe you'd like to get one of your own. I certainly love mine. I'm looking at it right now in my office with some flowers on it. So I'm sure you're going to have questions after the episode. You can direct them to both Kit and I on Instagram. I'm Becca P. Australian Instagram. And Kit is by Katara, B-Y-K-I-T-A-R-A on Instagram. And you can also come to the show notes at belongingpodcast.com for more information. So I hope you enjoy this conversation about Yoni steaming with Kit Marie Maloney. Okay. Hi, Kit. Hi, Becca. Hi. It's so good to have you here. We've known each other for a long time, and I was so excited to have you on to talk about yonis or vaginas and vulvas for for folks who have them and steaming, which is... Yeah, which is a practice you are passionate about and support folks in. And so several months ago, I had a little Instagram story of myself steaming, doing a steam, a a vaginal steam. And I shared my my steaming sauna, which you make. And I talked about the whole process. I showed me putting the herbs together and pouring the water over and putting in the putting it in the sauna and covering it and sitting on it and wrapping myself in blankets. And I got so many, so many DMs from people who are like, wait, what now? Or tell me what's going on here. Just like so much curiosity, so much curiosity. And so I wanted to have you on here to talk about the basics, the practicalities, the but also the esoteric, the spiritual, and really how important it is for us to feel a sense of belonging and connection to that part of our bodies for those of us who have that part of our bodies. Uh, Because we live in a culture that really tries to separate us from, I mean, as early as getting our periods, you know, that it's like a, it's an annoying thing. It gets in the way. It's a curse. And then sexuality, body shame, all of it. So you have always been someone who has been a stand for pleasure, for access and health when it comes to our reproductive rights and that part of our bodies. So I'm just so happy to have you on and to talk about it more. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Becca. Thank you for being my friend and uh, thank you for being a teacher to me and for this podcast. I am an ardent and avid listener and I, yes, I am such a stand for us yoni-bodied people to realize how challenging it can be to feel that deep connection to this part of our body and also honor the beautiful journey that it is to come back home, to come back home to our full body, our yoni, and to do that in a way that is incorporating the physical connection, the emotional connection, and our spiritual connection that is being integrated in wholeness with our yoni. Um, And that has brought me through um, a pretty wide variety of work to support yoni-bodied humans. And as you say, I recently stepped into the creation of a company that is really celebrating yoni steaming as a practice to support women in this physical, emotional, and spiritual connection to our yonis through vaginal steaming and through the products that make it easy and safe to vaginal steam in the comfort of our own homes. Um, So super excited to speak with you and to answer questions that I know have come in from your community. Okay. So the first thing we need to talk about is this word yoni Mm -hmm. because you and I've been using this word for years. I remember the first time I heard it, I rolled my eyes because, (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't understand it. And I was like making judgments on something I actually really desired to be connected to. Hence the judgment. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Why don't you share the origin of this term and why you use it? Because I just think it's kind of a cool thing. Absolutely. So I just want to raise my hand and say I too did an eye roll when I first heard the word yoni. I also, this might offer some comedic release as well. I also did an eye roll when I first heard about the practice yoni steaming. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so, and just to share a little bit more about that and how as I say, patriarchy's grasp is strong. Mm. I was decades into work on women's wellness through an angle of women's sexuality. I was literally at a workshop on female ejaculation and Mm. people were talking about yoni steaming and I was eye rolling yoni steaming. (laughs) Um, And I was driving home from that workshop thinking, what is up? Why do I have all this judgy McJudderson around this practice? And did that work of looking where it was my own too much stuff coming up. And that was my invitation into this whole practice. And so I went from super skeptic to founder and CEO of a business that's all about yoni steaming. Um, So I get it. And yoni is a word that is an ancient Sanskrit word. And it's really a beautiful term, I think, because it encompasses the whole region. Um, Whereas in the English language, we are very particular and very scientific in our prescription of terms. We assign very particular body parts certain names. So we have the vagina, we have the clitoris, um, we have the cervix vulva, we we kind of default to, to in English, try to convey a larger region, whereas yoni truly encompasses all of of these parts that are associated with yoni-bodied people. And it is known to mean sacred gateway. 
and mm. be connected to the power, the creativity, the life force of the divine feminine. Mm. And I don't know about you, Becca, but I just get I just get full body resonance and chills um, when I speak about Yoni in this way. Um, it just so resonates with the truth of this part of the body that I live in um, and that I journey in through this lifetime. And certainly so much more so than when I juxtapose it with the word vagina, which is a Latin word and actually means sheath for, yes, a sword. <laughs> I actually remember years ago you calling me, having first learned, you had no, known the word yoni for a little while, but you had first heard that that was really the origins of the word vagina. And mm-hmm. like so many of us were really, really angry. Mm-hmm. And I think we are people who are very curious about language and terms and understand that they have impact. And we, when we bring consciousness to them, they have even more impact into um, how we're able to communicate and how we're able to take a stand for what is and isn't okay with us. And so I'm a stand at this moment for a bridge between the two worlds. So you'll hear me say vaginal steaming. You'll hear me say yoni steaming. Do I much prefer the word yoni? Absolutely. Do I think it's important to honor that vagina is a word that is more commonly understood in our culture and I would not want to alienate anybody for making the choice to stick with it. Mm. That's where I kind of land in terms of the languaging. Beautiful. Yeah. Just to, I remember calling you, I literally remember the exact part of the freeway I was on when I called you to be like, vagina means sheath. Can you believe that? And I think what angers me about that is it's, um, it's just, taking a part of our body and just like diminishing it down to one act, one act that involves a penis. And as you and I discuss, and as I just can't wait to hear more from you today about is like, there's actually so much more that this part of our body gives us, shows us, leads us to throughout our lives, not just when engaged in sex. I'm also... So I'm glad you gave the origin of the term yoni as Sanskrit, which is really about modern day India, like that the origins of Sanskrit is what would be known as modern day India. And I wonder in this like curiosity I have about decolonizing language and like the centering of English mm-hmm. is if like you and I are European descended folks, like were there terms mm-hmm. from our ancestral lands, you know, like modern day British Isles, Ireland, France, Germany, before they had those names, before those borders were marked, what was the term, you know? And we've lost that. That's what whiteness and patriarchy and capitalism have done is we've lost that. And so this term yoni has lasted. And so you use that, I use that. And sometimes I feel, I actually had someone reach out and be like, is it appropriate to use the word yoni? And I'm I'm in that question mark place. Uh, and I'd be curious how you feel, but it it also feels like a deep honoring and a tribute to remembrance that those of us who are European descended can feel the pain that has been lost in that. And so can we honor what has lasted in a way to decolonize that part of our bodies? Yeah. I mean, I think it's such a beautiful and important inquiry. And I think that how we bring intention and use is incredibly important. I get particularly prickly 
if it's ever used in a way that is a punchline of sorts or making fun of someone or some culture, um, whether it is Western or indigenous. In that mockery, it takes away from the deep, important meaning of its lineage as a word. And so I think it's important how we carry it and, and to have the curiosity around it. As you say, I feel a deep sadness. I don't know what my great-great-great-great-great-grandparents called that part of a yoni-bodied human's body. And there's sorrow in that. I feel like this inquiry around this transitionary moment of us getting back to something that feels more true. And is it perfect? No. But in the absence of a remembered word that can be traced down through my bloodlines, I feel like this is a really beautiful alternative option for me in this moment of time. And to to be using a word that might not come directly from my ancestry, but to use it in a way that is honoring its history and honoring its, um, its gift to us, which is to use a word that denotes a totally different way for us to associate with our bodies. Um, and how beautiful is that? And I don't want to turn down that gift because it's a, it's a really important one to me. Yes. I don't want to turn down that gift either. And, um, I was just thinking about when you said that you, I rolled to the idea of vagina steaming. I remember I first heard about V steaming from Gwyneth Paltrow in the Goop newsletter. And there was like a lot of like eye rolling accusations of pseudoscience, which I actually take issue with. I think that can like feel racist, but it's like, oh, it's just like not in your European you know, Western-minded, centered life, you know, can you be open? But that's a whole other conversation about wellness industry that I'm still unpacking. Anyway, so I was like, oh, that's weird, steaming your vagina, whatever. And then cut to, I don't know, maybe like a couple years later, I was at the Spirit Weavers Gathering, which I talk about a lot on this podcast because it's such a powerful gathering of women and female-identified folks. Uh, this was in when it was in California, in the Redwoods. And I signed up for a workshop with a really cool like outlaw midwife named Rainbow who took us deep into the woods and had us do uh, first we did a sits bath and then we did a steam and she explained the difference, which I hope we can talk about too. And I remember we were sitting with our backs against trees over steam as she walked around walked through the woods singing. And this was like pretty radical for me because I had like had no pants on. Yeah. I was also bleeding. So <laughs> I felt, and, and like the buckets we were sitting over were clear, like you could see through them. And I, I initially had so much shame. I was like, this is so embarrassing. And I remember rainbow came up to me and saw that I was bleeding as I was steaming Actually, is that a contraindication? Yes. Oh my God. And we'll talk about all of this. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to keep telling this story. She came up probably because I didn't say anything and then I just sat on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she came up to me and she was like, I think she said, Whoa, mama. I was like, giggled, but was really into it. 
And she said, you're like, you're so sacred. Give that, give that water to the redwoods and receive it. Something just like really beautiful. And I just felt like in that moment, oh my gosh, I remember I have like a remembrance. This feels very, very sacred. And I was hooked. And I had been steaming on a Home Depot bucket (laughs) (laughs) for many years until my Katara steaming stool came in. Thank you so much. Um, So I just wanted to start off with that interesting story. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that for so many reasons. You just touched upon so many different things that I hope we get to talk about, starting with Oh, let's see. I mean, we're transitioning through the inquiry around this word yoni and whether or not that's okay and appropriated and all of these important dialogues to be having and then talking about the actual practice. So very quickly, for those of you who are like, whoa, I thought I knew a lot about lots of things, but I still do not know what these two women are talking about. Um, Yoni steaming is the practice of usually blending some herbs into water, heating that water and sitting over it and allowing the steam from the herb water to enter up into your yoni. And it is done for a variety of different reasons and has a variety of different healing benefits. It is very, very simple. And there are a few tools that can make it that much more easy and comfortable, a steam stool or what's often referred to as a sauna. It's really simple. It's just a basically wooden box that you sit on and therefore it makes it really comfortable and really safe to sit over this hot water with herbs in it. And we can talk a little bit further about why you would pick certain herbs over others. All of that is very important. And when you think about bringing it back to, Becca, your mention of Gwyneth Paltrow and how when she mentioned vaginal steaming and under the goop umbrella, how much that was received with some inquiry, but a lot of mocking and a lot of skepticism. And you even mentioned it felt a little bit racist. I would, I would say yes to that. This is a practice that goes back thousands of years, can be traced back to all lands. And yet we, so it it is a practice that belongs to all of us. I really firmly believe that. And it has been eradicated from the Western world hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It has survived in some cultures better than in others. And really interestingly, it has survived in African communities and African culture in a way that it hasn't in white Western culture. Mm. And so There is, very unfortunately, but in our racist culture, our racist systems of which gynecology is a system that we have and uphold in our culture now, and its origins are very, very, very problematic. The origins of gynecology go back to the time where we as a system, as a culture, enslaved people, and a man who owned other humans decided that he was interested. This is actually a bit of a trigger warning. So if you, it's probably take me about a minute to describe. Um, if you want to just know that gynecology has a problematic history and just click on the 30 second advance, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. But he carved his, um, his enslaved women up to learn about female anatomy. Um, and oh. he murdered hundreds of enslaved women 
And then he figured out how to keep them alive through the surgeries that he was performing um, around the same time in the late 1800s. Um, Western medicine also discovered anesthetics that allowed for us to do surgery without pain. He moved up mm-hmm. to New York and opened the first gynecological offices and charged white women for his surgeries. That is the mm-hmm. of Western gynecology. It's painful. I feel the pain and the sorrow. Uh. There's every time I say these words. Um, I think there is a reason why it feels like such embodied pain for me when I talk about it, because there is also a truth and a knowingness that, that this is permeating into gynecology today. And mm-hmm. creation stories matter. That is a story that does not listen to women. It does not respect women. It has a very keen surgical focus. It is taking no regard for women's holistic wellness and women's medicine into account. Um, And so... Not to mention the attempted eradication of all midwives. Well, exactly. And so here we have, it's all intertwined with, with our cruel version of capitalism. So this, this is a way that we can make a, uh, excuse me, I don't know. Can you start on the blogging podcast? For sure. A fuck ton of money, right? Yeah. We're going to steal the, the ancestral thousands of years of wisdom. We are going to take that from women. We're going to demonize it. We're going to dismiss it. We're going to mock it. We're going to convince us all that it's dangerous or that it is um, ineffective And instead, we're going to create a whole new system where we are now able to charge women to have them be convinced that they need these services that have been created by men and that are really about disempowering women from their bodies is what I believe. Mm -hmm. I see that. I see the way in which steaming is an invitation to women to have a really simple practice that allows us to connect with our yonis, allows us to connect with our womanhood, our bodies, our healing, drop into the beauty of our cycle and the truth of our connection to the earth and the elements and the moon. These are ways in which we are inviting yoni body people to come back to themselves and their intuition and their knowingness about what is right and wrong and good and less so for their bodies in a way that doesn't involve the expert, if you will. It invites us back into having practitioners, having folks that can guide us and make sure that we're practicing in a way that's best for us. But it's really a way in which for us to take back a piece, a very important piece of our health in a way that is outside of the extremeness of a lot of our capitalistic systems. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's one, it's one of these things. It's an incredibly simple thing. And it's also, as you can see, I mean, I'm somebody who started a company around it. I'm very passionate about it. And I think it actually has a really beautiful potential to be quite revolutionary. Um, And I think it is one of many practices that we're saying, it's time to bring this back. It's time to say, how do we coexist with gynecology and with the remembrance and the revitalization of the practices of the thousands of years that formed midwifery and how as women in 2020, can we navigate the blend of this 
for ourselves. Mm, Say it. (laughs) I want to hear it. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for going over all of that. I think I'm really glad we gave that context before we went into the like, you know, like deeper Q&A stuff because that fires me up in deep ways, you know, to just really know that I did not know that was the origin of gynecology. I could puke. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to know it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm finding the deeper I go into connecting with my body, which has not been a extremely comfortable journey. It's been intimate and confronting and I, I'm facing so much and just getting more deeply connected to everything that makes up this human body and the emotions that live in it and, and all of it. I see more and more how much like systemic programming has really affected me and my ancestors. I look at it in my mom, I saw it in my grandmothers. And I mean, I didn't just become a yoni steamer. I wasn't raised with like rainbow as my mother, although that would have been an interesting life. I came to it through a real desire to feel, to feel something. So I think that's a great segue into why would someone steam? So I did a little like ask any questions. There's no wrong questions. There's no stupid questions. And I got a lot of like, okay, it sounds cool, but like literally why? Mm. So yeah. Why would, what are some, I know it's not just one reason. Why, why, what are some reasons why a woman would steam, or I shouldn't say a woman, a yoni bodied person would steam? Yeah. Well, interestingly, I mean, I think we could say for women, for trans women, and if you're a trans woman who doesn't identify as having a yoni, I invite you so much to this practice as well. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a really beautiful one. So happy to talk about that more or also just ping me and happy to jam with you specifically. And I also think... So I mentioned at the beginning that I think this is a practice that we can use for the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. I want to link back to at least one more point that came through with your share around the steam in the woods with Rainbow, with the music, with the other unibodied folks, which is to say that there are folk practitioners, there are people who have had this medicine, this practice passed down to them through their lineages. And that is so beautiful and so powerful. And that is something that I invite and encourage people who are interested in the STEAM practice to find practitioners like that. I did a STEAM in Southern California with a woman, Alide, who is incredible. She goes by Grounded Womb Doula on Instagram. And she has been passed down the medicine of yoni steaming. Um, That lineage of teachings has survived for her. And so that steaming session was like nothing I had ever experienced and was incorporating the physical, the emotion, and a deep spiritual connection in a way that feels like Rainbow was leading you all through at Spirit Weavers. And I mention all of this not only to say that this can be a, a release, a connection to earth, a connection to spirit, source, and all of the creativity that lives in our in our womb space, in our sh- second chakra space, but also 
back into this conversation about appropriation, I am somebody who has been trained in a different way. And so I will guide women through the way I have been trained, which is entirely different. Um, and I feel like that has been something that I have done, done the things that I can to address these issues of, yes, this is an ancestral practice that goes back to all lands that humans have inhabited. And it is a practice that is being remembered and revitalized by certain communities. And it's important to honor that. Um, and so I pay people for the courses that I take. I have a sharing system with all of the revenue that goes back to supporting women of color who have a particularly devastating journey navigating our Western medicine systems. And I am not going to go to an amazing steam session gathering and then turn around and think that I'm going to lead one, right? <laughs> like, like, it's just, I, 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 that is appropriating. That is taking something that you've been invited into and not honoring the people who shared it with you, but taking the practice and thinking that I'm somehow able to lead those or charge other women for those? No, no, no. <laughs> um, that is an example of how vaginal steaming could incorporate cultural appropriation. And if we are talking about this intersection of the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, I think that with vaginal steaming, we can access this much more Western science world when we talk about the physical. So there's some really like very clear ways in which steaming can benefit us. And that is rooted in making sure that our menstrual cycles are as healthy as they can be for us. And so some women will be able to take shorter cycles and have them be rebalanced towards an optimal 28 days through steaming. Some women who experience missing periods or very, very long cycles, um, which is also very common, we can use different herbs and different lengths of steam to invite that cycle, those bleeds to return into a consistent 28-day cycle as well. Um, steaming is really great for adding the release of infections, bacterial vaginosis, and yeast infections in particular can often be cleared up and addressed through steaming practices, as well as pain associated with our bleeds. So this is one of the huge benefits that I personally have received. I am fortunate in that I didn't ever experience debilitating pain, but I just, so I just thought, you know, it's normal. I get a little bit of cramping and a little bit of low back pain before my bleed. I've told doctors that for 25 years, I've always been told that's really common and therefore normal. I've also been told that brown blood before and after my bleed is very common and therefore normal. One of the things that my teacher, Kelly Garza, who goes by Steamy Chick online and is incredible, and if this conversation is of interest to you, I would strongly encourage you to follow her. She said to me, yes, it is common. And no, it is not optimal. Brown blood before and after bleed is simply a sign that your cleanse, your natural uterine cleanse hasn't been complete. And so that brown blood is showing up from previous bleeds. 
And what that means for us is that there is a higher likelihood of cramping and pain because the body is incredible. The yoni is incredible. And the yoni is simply trying to release that stagnation. However, for us who have to experience it, that usually involves some pain because the cramping is there to try to squeeze out that remaining stagnation. Steam helps the natural uterine cleanse fully reach its full potential release, and therefore you have less stagnation and less of a reason for the body to cramp. And two other aspects, there are a variety of benefits to vaginal steaming, but two other ones that seem really important to mention in addition to the ones I already have are fertility. So the way in which that vaginal steaming can be used to support fertility is really through the support of optimizing your menstrual cycle. And so oftentimes, particularly in our current culture, we get a lot of scary information about age and about infertility and all of this. And very rarely do people first ask, you know, how's your cycle? How connected to it are you? Do you know when you're ovulating? Do you have short cycles, long cycles? Are you experiencing discharge? Do you experience excess heat in different ways? Things that we learn through steaming to pay attention to and to add balance to so that if you have a really healthy cycle, you are much more likely to maintain and sustain your optimal fertility. Um, And then the other piece of it is that, so you use steaming to bring back your cycle's health and in so doing, increase the potential of your fertility. And then for postpartum, steaming is an incredible resource for women to help further release the afterbirth and heal from any um, tissue scarring and readjust the alignment of the organs. And there's an incredible study that uh, was the first vaginal steam study for postpartum that was released just a few months ago. It's a small study, but is the first of what we vaginal steam practitioners hope will be many, because if you talk to a vaginal steam practitioner, usually, certainly the case for me, I am so hoping that the scientific community will step in and step up and study this so that we can say, yes, there is science. I'm not anti-science. I'm just not willing to wait for science to catch up um, and quote unquote prove that this practice works to their terms when I'm seeing so much of a benefit in myself, my own body, and in the bodies of so many friends, family, and clients. So Mm. that's the physical side. The emotional side is so powerful. (laughs) Um, This is a way to connect with your body in a gentle, soothing, nurturing, often a meditative space, and to honor that you're gifting yourself that connection to your yoni and being in conversation with her. That involves a lot of emotion, particularly under patriarchy, particularly with how much pain so many of us hold in that region through lived experiences, through memories, through the mere fact that, you know, we make 75 cents on the dollar and all the other things. And here's here's this time, 15 to 30 minutes, a couple of times a month, 
where we just get to connect and we get to hold what's true. We get to honor witness um, and stand for the release of what's no longer serving us, again, both, both on the physical and the emotional, and invite in this connection to our cycle that I do believe, should we bring in the intention, has the ability to connect us to source, to connect us to spirit in a way that is so powerful and really in a way that honors the gift of having a body with a yoni and how that connects us to the fractal of a void leading to a spark, leading to life and being the ultimate creation story of this whole universe. So yeah, I think there are lots of benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Thank you for all of that really useful information. So I know I have a a good deal of listeners and followers who are past their bleeding times. So can you speak to menopause and postmenopause and steaming? Yes. Thank you. So for many women who are bleeding, we will want to bleed before and after the active bleed time. And actually back to Becca's beautiful story, we actually, I would not advise um, steaming while bleeding. Um, So that would be a contraindicated time simply because your body is already doing the cleanse at that time. And we just want to um, let, let that blood flow and not actually exaggerate the process. And we can talk about other contraindications in a moment, but for those women who, and yoni body folks who have stopped bleeding in their life cycle. I think steaming is so awesome. And I've heard so many beautiful testimonials about steaming for that particular population because, and Becca, I know in other conversations you've had on belonging, you've talked about this, because in our crone years, our current culture somehow doesn't see us as women anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because we can't reproduce doesn't mean we don't have this awesome powerhouse of a system still living within our bodies that is absolutely worthy of connection, intimacy, conversation, and reverence, and Mm. do steaming with all of those intentions. And we can sync up our steaming rituals with the moon, and that's super rad and amazing, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. use herbs that are going to support the moisturization of the body and the cooling of the body, which is often really helpful for women living in postmenopause. And so it's it's just a really awesome practice for all phases, but certainly menopausal and postmenopausal women um, to really invite in that deeper connection, those benefits of the moisturization of the body and the cooling of the body, connection to the moon, and then also mm-hmm really kind of like a rad like F you to anybody who says like you don't matter as a woman anymore. Of course you do. <laughs> and mm-hmm. of course your yoni is incredibly important at all phases of your life. Yeah. Right. It's like we you don't stop having sex. Like you don't stop feeling your connection to all of it just because you stop bleeding. Well I'm glad so you that in particular too because whether it's with yourself or with a partner Steaming is such a beautiful and can be sensual space to invite mm-hmm. you into your body in a way that's priming you for those sexual experiences, um, which is great at any age. 
and certainly again in our older years, um, adding in that moisture, dropping us out of the mind and into the body, uh, these incredibly wonderful tools to help us get more connected to our sexuality as well as our sensuality. Yeah. Okay. Tell us all the contraindications. Okay. Awesome. So the first one, don't steam while you're bleeding fresh red blood. I say that the to really say, you know, um, when you're bleeding that fresh red blood versus those like days towards the end of your bleed where it's just a little bit of brown blood, those days it is safe. But any sort of fresh, active red blood, you do not want to steam. The other time that you don't want to steam is you don't want to steam if you have any sort of burning itch, okay? Mm -hmm. So that is the better time to use a sitz bath. You just want to add that extra cooling to the whole vulva area before you would want to bring in the extra heat of steam. Let's actually, just to be clear, a sitz bath means sub, like submerging your yoni in water with mm-hmm. herbs in it. Mm-hmm. And a steam is the water with the herbs in it is creating a steam that then goes around and into your yoni. Just mm-hmm. want to clarify that. They both have powerful applications and but they are different in the way the water or steam hits your hit is a bad word interacts with your yoni Mm -hmm. yeah exactly right um and then you don't want to steam if you're pregnant um again steam is gonna help to open up the cervix and cause release so you definitely don't want to do that while you're pregnant and connected to that you don't want to steam at certain times in your active conception journey um, mm. so as I mentioned, steaming can be really great for supporting fertility. And so I work with a lot of clients who are steaming for fertility and, and oftentimes they will want to go through about three months of steaming. And I call this, you're, you're not actively in your conception time, but you're in the container of conception and that you are connecting to your body with the intention of bringing in a baby into your womb space, but that the active conception journey hasn't yet begun, but you're going to take three months of steaming and you're going to get your cycle back into its optimal place, again, with the intention of supporting your fertility. Then you can steam before and after your bleed in that more you're in the conception journey, but you're not in active preparation of it. When you have decided you're going for it, you are going to be having sex while you're ovulating and you are ready to be in an active conception journey. This is when it's very, 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 very important to know when you're steaming and to only steam in your follicular phase. So the follicular mm. phase is after you've stopped bleeding, because again, you never want to steam while you are actively bleeding. And then the follicular phase starts at the completion of the bleed and goes until ovulation. That's the only time in your active conception journey when it is safe to steam. Then you ovulate, then you have intimate time with your partner or implementation, and then you wait and you do not steam. You either become pregnant, hurrah, or you bleed, and then you steam again in your follicular phase and try again the following month. And so that is very, very important. Only follicular phase, I would recommend simply in that active conception journey, waiting to finish your active red 
bleed, and then steaming for three consecutive days, and then not again until you either become pregnant or bleed again. And then the other contraindications are some women have two periods a month or spontaneous heavy bleeding. Again, that is fresh red blood. You just never want to steam during those times. If you're experiencing this, please reach out to myself or another practitioner because there are certain herbs that are really going to help add in that balance so that you no longer experience those two periods a month or bleeding in between periods. Um, And then it is important to speak to a practitioner if you have your tubes tied or you have a birth control and a birth control implant, Nexplanin. Um, I mentioned those simply because if you have either of the, if you're using either of those for your pregnancy prevention, then steaming might actually make it so that that birth control isn't as effective for you. Tying of the tubes is actually really singeing the fallopian tubes and steaming can actually heal that scar. And so you'd want to back up um, your birth control with a different birth control. And then the same for the birth control in the arm. You'd want to back up your birth control if you adopted a steaming practice simply because the way in which that birth control works is that it creates a blockage of mucus around the cervix. And steam is helping release mucus and releasing everything out of the uterus. Um, And so it might make that birth control not as effective or ineffective. Again, this is me giving you like all the information. I want everybody to steam really safely and it's really actually not that complicated and it goes back into like so many other things just talk with a practitioner first and then with the intention of having that person guide you into an empowered place of feeling really great about it either going back and working with them for a while or starting a in-home practice on your own when it feels right to you Hopefully that makes sense. Although, Becca, if there's anything that feels like it needs to be more clarified, I'm more than happy to do so. That was such excellent hot tips. <laughs> that was just like an excellent information dump that all of our Western brains were craving. And you just like gave it to us. It was awesome. Great. So I know the next question as we come to a completion is going to be, all right, I'm ready to go. What herbs and where do I get them? And this is where what can be really helpful as an offering you have on your website because like it's probably not best to just like Google Yoni Steaming Herbs Hmm. and do it on your own. Like you're really emphasizing getting supported in beginning it. So how can listeners who are like ready to go get -hmm. started? Awesome. So – We have five custom herb blends on kataralove.com and we have a quiz there. So you can just follow the quiz and then you'll be directed to the herbs that are going to best suit your steaming practice. So that's super simple. Um, And then for listeners of belonging, because yay, you, if you do want to buy a sauna, this steam seat, then I invite you to do so and pop in also to your cart at the same time an online consultation. And then just put in belonging into the discount code and that online consultation will turn into a gift. And that way I can send you an intake form that goes through all of this. And then I take that and review it 
and send you all the information about what days of your cycle to steam on and all the things to just have you feel super, super supported in your steaming journey. So super excited about that. Again, it's a little bit wonky. So if you have any problems with checkout, just also shoot me an email or a message on Instagram. (laughs) But you just need to put in the sauna as well as the online consultation and then the code belonging. And that will just turn that online consultation into a gift. And this is at kataralove.com, K-I-T-A-R-A-L-O-V-E.com. Can you say a little bit about your steaming saunas? Because they're lovely. And as someone who sat on a bucket for a long time, I have found such relief and joy and deeper sacredness in using them. But the the sourcing and the craftsmanship is just really beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I'd be happy to share about that. (laughs) So I got totally hooked on steaming. I then became a vaginal steam practitioner and was like, okay, I'm ready. I want all the things. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know where to buy all the things. (laughs) Um, And I really wanted to have something that was connecting me to the ritual of steaming and that was made in a way that felt really good to me and at a really great value price point. Um, And so I created this to reach all of those points. So the Katara sauna is made out of beautiful wood. It's a beautiful design with the intention and knowing that some of us live in really small quarters. And the top is made out of solid red cedar, which has a really beautiful aromatic to it and really individualized grain, um, which I love. I'm looking at what mine right now. <laughs> I'm looking at mine right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, and then also it has the it has the right design to it to make it really easy to use for steam. So not only does it have the opening at the top, but it also has a way in which that you can change the dial of a burner up or down while you're sitting on it. So that's super easy. Um, It also has a little cut in the back so that a cord for the burner can really easily go and be plugged into the wall. And then for portability and ease of that ease of moving it around. It has a couple of handles. It also is something that I designed with an amazing woodworking teacher in Maine, and we handcrafted the very first 12 units, and Becca is the recipient of one of those. And we, um, this is an amazing journey where those 12 units were selected up from a variety of women really quickly, and I realized that this was something that I wanted to make available to a wider group of women. And so I partnered up with an incredible, incredible woodworking studio, 55 minutes west of me in Maine. It's operated by a woman and her mom. Um, So it's a woman-owned woodworking studio on a farm in Maine, um, 200 acres, and it's just like a dream. And they infuse all of their products, particularly the Katarasana, with all of their woodworking expertise and love and I go and check in on everything regularly and it's a really joyous and happy place. And it's just incredible to me how many of our reviews from people that I don't know really can feel that and like feel really called to share with me that they can tell that this is a product that's been made with so much intentionality and love. Yeah. It's a really, really beautiful thing and it's, it's a worthy investment. I mean, you can always get started with the, with the bucket seat combo, uh, but having done that for a long time, I'd say it's it's worth 
getting a beautiful sauna to make the experience. I mean, it's something you're doing hopefully a couple times a month. And so if you're really investing your time and energy into that experience, I think it's nice to have something that will be with you your entire life. Mm. That just it, It's just such a beautiful offering. And I'm so glad that you're doing this kit. What Thank a treat. What a, what a generous gift to the world. Thank you. And I really did try to keep the price as low as possible so that it would be as accessible to as many women. And yes, there are alternative ways. I just would encourage you to think about the materials of other setups. Yeah. So for me, plastic does just like, oh, if you can spend just a little bit more money on a sauna, I highly advise because you're putting steam around plastic and then gets me a little nervous. So, um, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, which is also your photo of your setup. I was like, Backup the Australia is not using a sauna. I was like, I got I got a new sauna. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know where to get one. I'm so glad that you (laughs) There were, I should say there are other beautiful saunas and I very intentionally made mine of really high quality woods um, made by really expert crafts people. um, And also at, um, I I think we're actually the, the the lowest cost sauna out there. Um, So that is certainly my intent. Highest, highest value option for you. Um, and get yourself started in a way that feels good. You know, I'm all, all for that. And if you have any questions, if a sauna doesn't feel, if a Katara sauna doesn't feel at a price point that is accessible to you, but you really have more questions and um, want to start steaming, just, just send me a message and we'll figure something out um, so that you can start steaming safely and comfortably um, before you get a sauna. Beautiful. Thank you so much for getting on the mic with me and sharing such good information, talking history, talking appropriation, talking the ins and outs of all of this. It's, I know you're just like really doing such a service to so many of the folks who are curious and maybe feeling like yeah, I would love to do that, but I just like really don't know how to get started. So everyone, her website is great. Kitaralove.com. And are you Kitaralove on Instagram? Great. Thank you for that. B-Y Katara on Instagram. And yeah, Kit's super accessible to chat with you about any of this and go get, go get your sauna and get your steam on and let us know, let both of us know how it goes for you because, oh man, it's like, I just think about all of us sitting on our saunas around the world, (laughs) reclaiming our connection to our yonis. And I'm like half laughing, but like really into it at the same time. Oh, I'm laughing in all the ways. It's just like so joyous. I can't, I'm like actually like pumping my fists in the air right now. Just like, We're taking back our health, our connection to our yonis, and we're doing it in this beautiful, gentle, relaxing way. Yes! <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I love you. I love you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining me. I know your time is sacred and the fact that you spent it with me talking about belonging means a lot. If you want to access show notes or links to old episodes, check out belongingpodcast.com. And if you know a friend who could really benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. I'll talk to you soon.